day. Natalie, it has been a second since we've done a create podcast. I know we've been so lazy, but not lazy at all. We've been just doing so many things. We've been, we've been making other things besides podcasts. <laughs> we've been making humans. We've been making pieces of art. We've been decorating. We've been doing so many things. Yes. And now we make a podcast. <laughs> um, the last we heard from you, Kristen, you had just bought your rainbow beautiful sweater that we were That's all talking right. about. Right. I had just shot a film and I bought a rainbow sweater. If you notice, my nails now are rainbow colors. I did know. I noticed that the other day when I saw you for my birthday, I noticed you had rainbow nails. I was very excited. Uh, I'm working a motif right now and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, you have had a birthday. I've had a big birthday. I had the birthday 4.0. Yes, birthday magic. Birthday, I know. And I felt great about it. I actually had a beautiful, fun, uh, intuitive, amazing moment. It It was a really good moment. And I got to be with friends. I got to be with my love, my husband. And I also got to, you know, set some good boundaries, um, and really have time for myself on my birthday, which also felt really sacred. And I, you know, I had some journal time and quiet time and the whole thing just felt really lovely. Well done. Yeah. Open to talking about birthday karma. (laughs) Birthday karma, birthday trauma, birthday drama. Yeah. So I, this is a really interesting thing. And Kristen, as my very best friend has navigated this so beautifully for years, like the years we've known each other, you have handled me around my birthday with such beautiful delicacy (laughs) because I, my, and I'm talking like a long time in my life. I have had issues arise always right And I do say always right before my birthday. So even when I was really young, I always remember, you know, my parents would like plan some sort of party or some sort of event. And always the night before my birthday, I would get really anxious and I would get sick. Like I would get a headache or I would get a cold or I would get sick. And we would almost always cancel my birthday. And then I have memories of you know, my parents would let me open like my present and that usually it was a Barbie doll or something like that. And I would lay on the couch and snuggle with my dad and my Barbie doll, you know, while mom, you know, made whatever. And, but we, we would just kind of have a nothing day. It would just, it would just pass like, okay, I guess it was Natalie's birthday. And they would really try to celebrate and do things. And I just never could get there. And I couldn't explain it because it didn't feel like it was a conscious choice I was making. It just always felt like I would always get a headache or I would always be ill or something would always, you know, there would always be anxiety. So as an adult, I actually started to notice um, sometimes I would actually get sick, but more so I would get tremendous anxiety and angst before my birthday. And so my friends and my family and my loved ones, they would they would want to plan things and be like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And then I would get so upset about something around that time and cancel everything. (laughs) So it started to be that Kristen would say, I know your birthday is coming up and I just want to check in with what your desires are. I'm not going to plan anything. I just want to see what, what might feel good to you, you know, and really delicately saying, I want to support you. I would love to celebrate you. And you really take the lead on what that looks like because I know if I plan something, you're going to call me and cancel it. 
<laughs> so um, I did, I, I've been doing, obviously being pregnant, I've been just doing some deep healing work on myself and really looking at my patterns and really looking at agreements that I have made with myself and agreements I've made with life that I'm really dedicated to not carrying forward as I bring my daughter into this world. And I know my daughter has her own codes and her own agreements and her own things that her soul is coming here for. And none of that is any of my business. That is all for her and for her to work out and uh, love herself through. But I wanted to be really clear of what I bring into the space, what I bring into the container as her mom and as her friend and as her ally in this life. And so I've just been really cleaning house. And I, I know that when I've talked to other midwives and other women who work with women who are pregnant, that comes up a lot, that there's this opportunity for really accelerated growth during pregnancy. And specifically, if there's things that want to get worked out during pregnancy that your soul, your body, your spirit aren't conscious to working out, the last opportunity for them to work themselves out is labor and delivery. And so sometimes you can have epic things happen during that time because that's like last chance to clean this up before I get here, you know? And so I've been really conscious of that as I've been prepping for labor and delivery and prepping to, to bring baby into the world in the most feeling of unconditional love and ease that I can possibly create for her, that I've been really saying, what do I need to clean up? I'm listening. Universe, I'm here. I am listening. Show me. Show me what needs to get cleaned up. And <laughs> strangely enough, it's like, and here we are. It's uh, time for my birthday. And oh, I can hear it's construction outside. Maybe I'll even put on headphones to make this more lovely for us. Um, and uh, not only is it my birthday, but it's a big birthday. It's a 40th birthday. And so I was um, anticipating. Let me see. Does this help with our sound? Does that make things better? I think so. I think it does, right? Our listeners will be can, will, will know when they listen to this if it, <laughs> the, the sound gets better. Yeah, I do think we I think hear it, get, I think of, it got yeah. better. Less construction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, there's always something going on. And, uh, so it was, it was a big birthday. So, uh, that would usually translate in my history and my past as, okay, the, the drama is going to be bigger this year. So I think, you know, Kristen, my husband, everyone was uh, sort of walking around like, what's going to happen? <laughs> is Natalie going to have a big freak out? Let's all just hold space. And, um, so I really, in the weeks leading up, I felt a lot of anxiety. I felt a lot of things that wanted to move. And I ended up really having an opportunity to go really deep into some old patterning and really look at my nervous system and how my nervous system interprets things. And something that really was up in my consciousness since becoming pregnant is this relationship of what is codependent what is independent and what is interdependent. Because I really want to create for myself and the child and with Eddie, we, what we want to create is this feeling of interdependence where um, you know, she can feel safe to be herself and to grow. And, and we still have ourselves and we're, we're all three of us coming into this family from completion, not from needing things from each other or using each other, manipulating each other, any of the kind of things that can come up sometimes in codependency. And 
And then I think sometimes with my relationship with life is sometimes it's like I'm really reliant on life to do things for me or give things to me or make things happen for me. And that usually causes resentment or struggle or strife for things that I don't want. Or I get really independent and say, well, no one's coming. I have to do it myself. If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And I've watched myself flip back and forth between these patterns. So leading up to this moment in my life and then becoming pregnant, I'm like, I really want to heal this pattern. I want to know what interdependence looks and feels like. And I don't think I know. I don't really think I know. And I was so curious what this had to do with my birthday. And all of a sudden I got really present to this of, you know, when a baby leaves mama's body, which is the moment of birth. So the birthday of the baby, that's the moment of mitosis. That's the moment where the cells become two different things. That's the moment where we go from mama and baby being one kind of thing, one entity, and we split and it becomes baby and mama as separate. And as soon as I sort of felt that in my body, I felt, well, of course, because I'm trying to learn this lesson of what is healthy interdependence. And of course it would come up around my birthday because that was my first moment ever in my life of separation from codependency. Yeah. And so of course around my birthday, it makes sense that there's a lot of questions and wounds and traumas. And I don't know if I like this. I don't know. I don't know what any of this means. And as soon as I was just able to give myself the grace of seeing that, oh, we, we all enter in this womb space and we think we know what this life is. And then all of a sudden something different happens and we don't exactly know how to process it. And life goes on and we're given conditions and we're given teachings and we're given culture and we're given all these different things and we're just trying to navigate. So sometimes it doesn't make sense where our stuff shows up. It doesn't make sense necessarily that my stuff would show up around birthdays, but as soon as I could give loving kindness to the part of my soul that was feeling vulnerable around that time, then I could start to see, oh, it just makes so much sense. And in just seeing it, I was really able to release it. So I was really able to enjoy the process of my birthday and enjoy that this is the, the one birthday I'll have with my daughter inside me. This is, this is like a really sacred moment in time. And it ended up being a beautiful thing. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing it. It's so interesting on that tip of anxiety. I heard someone say something the other day that was, anxiety is like an alarm going off inside and there isn't something wrong with you if anxiety is happening there's something right with you the alarm going off means everything is working as it's as it should and that something that you have absorbed is not working for you and that could be a thought it could be a you know it it can be all sorts of different but some but it's your system saying something here is not working and that is your system working properly to let you know it's the alarm. Take a look, take a look at what you're thinking or what you're ingesting or who you're surrounding yourself with. And I thought that was such a cool way of framing anxiety. Yeah, it's so easy to shame ourselves and judge ourselves and think things should be different than they are or think we should be somewhere different than we are. And for me, that just always causes that alarm to go off more 
uh, because it's saying, no, 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 that's not what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not the message here. Yeah, but the last thing we want to do is shame ourselves for the alarm going off inside of us that something isn't working. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so human of us. Yeah, and I think interdependence is such an interesting thing to talk about, especially at this point in life as we are emerging from deep isolation and coming back into community and relationships and uh, new structures. It's how do we collaborate? How do we be in the world with others? and take full responsibility for ourselves and our own well-being as we go around the planet and we interact with others. And it's really interesting to just be able to acknowledge what is mine, what is someone else's, what is within my own control, how can I create my own life in a way that nourishes me and I think everybody is examining that in different ways as we start to get into the world more. Yeah. And it's a really interesting thing where we have these platforms like social media, where those could be places of connection and community. Those, the, and, and, they, and it certainly has been. You know, it's, it's places where like-minded people can come together or it's, it's places where you can support what someone's up to. Um, and it can also be a place where we can create shame and saying, well, if you don't feel the way I feel, then we create these circumstances around you or these judgments. And, and it's really an interesting thing for all of us in our sovereignty of our own little space of our body and our soul to say what feels like value to me and what feels like connection, what feels like community and and really creating a space where that might not feel the same for all of us. That's right. Yeah. And realizing in that sovereignty, we get to choose and we get to experiment and we get to try things and go, oh, well, that no, that's not quite right for me. Oh, that feels really good. Oh, I feel really integrated in this environment or I feel really seen by this person. Oh, that feels like a real even flow of exchange of energy. So we're constantly getting feedback. And I love when you talked about with this big birthday, one of the things that you did is you really set some boundaries so that your birthday could be your celebration, right? It didn't have to be for anybody else. It could be yeah. for you. And then you got to choose what's the right amount of connection. What's the right amount of rest? What do I actually want to do? And I think we're all learning that lesson and how to incorporate that into our own daily lives. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the husband that I have, he is very adamant that things get celebrated and things get celebrated in a big way. And he has a vision and he loves to execute his vision. And, and it's, it's, really why one of the reasons why I love him so much because he's so passionate and when he wants something to happen he will move heaven and earth to make it happen and he had a vision that my 40th birthday would be the biggest event of the century and my vision was I want to be home I want to have a bath I want to write in my journal and he was devastated and kind of angry at me <laughs> kind of like how dare you want that for your birthday when I'm making all of these beautiful plans that you don't even know about you don't you don't even know how delighted you're going to be when I tell you you know Celine Dion's coming to sing or whatever he was joking about having happen and I was like and I got to get really clear with myself of like I love how he loves 
and I love how he celebrates and that's what he should do for his birthday. Yes. And on my birthday, I get to love and celebrate how my body likes to do it and everyone gets their own day. And <laughs> just like everybody gets their own life, right? It's like whatever yeah. whatever you like to create in your own life, go for it. And I'll be over here creating what I like to create in my life. And and in that we learn how to work together in a way that feels good, right? Yeah. And to coexist in the way that feels good. And yeah. sometimes that takes a lot of conversation, but that's part of the process. I got um, a nice lesson on personal boundaries because right after our last podcast, I went deep into editing and it was so many hours in front of a computer screen. And if you've listened to this podcast, one thing that Kristen does not love, it's sitting in front of a computer screen all day long. But it's I actually didn't text you a lot during that time because I knew looking at another screen would be too much. I was like, <laughs> she, she's looking at too many screens right now. She's looking at too many screens and, you know, the eye burn and the whole thing. I ordered some of the uh, blue light blocking and they came in and they were wrong and I had to return them. Anyways, all fun games. But I had to learn how to set boundaries for myself in, oh, I need to stay hydrated. How many glasses of water makes me feel hydrated? Like setting alarms on my phone every half hour, I have to get up and stretch every hour and a half. Oh, I would like take a break and I would literally dance in my apartment because I actually needed to move the energy. And I started doing things like putting my legs up the wall at night so that I could like reverse the blood, blood flow and brought out my dry brush. And I was doing so much self-care so that I could just support myself in the kind of like Olympian hours it felt like that we had to put in because we had a small time frame. But I was almost amazed at how much mindful self-care it took just to finish it. Yeah. And it was all just in support of my own body. And it was really fascinating to me just to watch what, how I needed to build support systems for myself. And, uh, and it was, and I was also feeling like deeply lonely and it was interesting because, you know, we've had this pandemic period and then it was almost like being isolated again and not in community. And I got, after I turned in my cut, I got to go to LA and I got to see my family and see some old college friends and get to be around the sun and the ocean. And it just made me feel like the most loved human by all of life. Like it yeah. felt like the water was loving me, the sand was loving me. And then I got to come back for your birthday celebration and be around that whole amazing group of people. And it was really interesting for me to think about the things that we do to take care of ourselves. But one of the things that we also do to take care of ourselves is mindfully cultivate community and the right amount of community. And something I know for myself, because I'm so social, I love people. And sometimes I can overdo it, right? I can overdo it in, I, I just want to see people all the time because my artist self needs a lot of deep alone time to write, to dream, to create. And so what I am feeling these days is 
learning who I am now, which is different from who I have been and who does the person that I am now, what do they need in order to thrive? Mm. And realize that I feel that all throughout the day, right? So we're constantly in deep listening to go, do I need to hydrate? Do I need to take a nap? Do I need to, oh, is there a problem arising? And do I need to sit with that and meditate on it? Do I need to get some feedback from a trusted source? And that it's a time, I think, for all of us of reinvention. And it's a time of us of, of emergence. And so that as we do that, our needs are gonna be different, our boundaries are gonna be different and how we, we feed all parts of ourselves are going to be different. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I was thinking when you said that, that your, your inclination, your instinct is the social. Of the, and I said, that's where we live on different ends of the, the, the spectrum. I'm like, my inclination is to be alone in my house all the time. <laughs> you live in the like center of Manhattan, surrounded yes. all the things, and you want to be in this, and you want to be in your house alone. Where I have moved yes. out to the middle, of, it feels like the middle of nowhere, and I just love being around people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting, right? But I, th- yeah. I do think on the tip of what you're saying, really, for all of us to really give ourselves permission because I remember when the pandemic happened and at first it was just going to be a few weeks and, and everyone was like, cool, like a few weeks at home. That feels good. That feels fun. And quickly when we realized it was going to be a longer amount of time, it was interesting to see how the imbalances, let's say if we had a natural imbalance to overworking, right? And now maybe work is less, so you can't, but the imbalance would just be drawn like, well, let me get really busy doing every Zoom class I can do. Well, let me get really busy doing every workout I can do. Let me get, and and just noticing how uh, sometimes it really, there's that life is giving us an opportunity to really check in and say, what, what is it now? Not what has it been, not what it might be tomorrow, but what is it right now? And I know that the gift of being pregnant is all of a sudden you give yourself so much permission and you take yourself off the hook a lot because you're like, whatever baby needs, I'm here for it. And you're so willing to say to any friend in the world, no, I'm not going to that. No, I'm not staying out late. No, because baby needs me to, you know, and it's just so interesting to see how easy it is when there's this other thing to kind of blame the permission on, for lack of a better way to explain it, but that we get the permission to honor yourself that way. You get to say, Kristen's body wants this much water. Kristen's body wants to move in this way. And you don't need an excuse or it it doesn't even need to be because there's a deadline or because there's a project or because there's a baby in my case that we get to be an active listening all the time to how life is creating itself through my body, my vision, my experience. And I'm going to miss it if I'm just in the routines of things I've done before or projecting onto who I think I'm supposed to be next. I'm going to miss what the creative impulse is right here, right now, which is very healing if I actually just surrender and give permission to it. That is so on the tip of what has been my current curriculum. I have been obsessed, by the way, with Martha Beck's podcast, Be Wilder, that she does with her partner, Rowan. And they're hilarious. 
they often sound like they are on psychedelics as they podcast. I don't know if this is true. I love this, it. Is, this is what I make up in my head because it makes me laugh. It sounds they, fun. I, I actually go, I go through periods sometimes with uh, teachers that I just really respond to. And she's so funny and she so embraces her weirdness. She like outs how weird she is all the time. So I feel like I've been living with Martha Beck because I just put her on when I'm like cooking or driving and she's just so friendly, but she's such an advocate of rest. The whole reason I'm telling the story is she just says, rest like your life depends upon it because it does. Rest, like she talked about how the lions get together and they just all sleep on each other on a pile. And if anyone comes close to them while they're resting or sleeping, they like roar so loud, like get away. We're doing something important over here. And it has made me value rest in a different way. And so just being able to notice, oh, look at this, my body is tired. I know what to do now. I know how to obey that signal. And I think perhaps I wanna say pre-shutdown, a lot of us, I'll just speak for myself, I would often ignore my body signals, even though I knew better. Like, oh, just I'll just push myself a little harder. I'll just go a little further. And I can see how my anxiety alarm would come up around overwhelm. And now when I feel that come up, I realize that there's always something I can take off my plate. Mm. I can always do less. I can always take a time out. I can always reduce. And that is one of the ways that I really care for myself. And I love to think about sweet little Kristen and the messages that she's receiving by how I treat her. Mm. So I just want her to know how deeply I care about her. And I'm interested in her happiness in this moment, not for, because of some outcome, but in this moment. Yeah, like, not and, because of something she might accomplish or exactly. an accolade she might get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she gets to be listened to and tended to right now. And her state of being is always a priority. It's always my priority over everything else. Like, how do you feel? I'm, I'm here, I'm attuning, I'm listening. I'm, I, I wanna go all the way in that. What can I create for you now that will make you feel loved? That to me feels like the biggest gift and the biggest rewiring of you know, capitalism and some of these other structures that we've grown up in to say, you are worthy of my love and attention and um, listening whether you're accomplishing something or not, you know, you don't just get my love and attention when you sell the script or when you book the job, you get my love and attention when you're laying on the couch, you get my love and attention when you're just out dropping off the mail. Like you, you get my love and attention unconditionally, regardless of what you're achieving. That's right. And I think often in our Western culture, we can get so obsessed. It's so funny. I'm writing something right now that is exactly on this, right? It's about how we get out of balance and we can get so obsessed with trying to create whatever it is, whether it is money or achievement or some sort of project that we miss the thing we think that thing is gonna give us, right? So if I think that big success is gonna give me freedom, what would I do then if I had freedom? 
what how do I want to live free now right yeah. so I've just been doing rewiring within myself of how can I give myself now the thing I think I'm trying to create is which leads to what I was telling you like right before we started podcasting which is I've been talking to myself about being in the clay which is being in the creative potential for all the things and that we're constantly in the clay of creating of our own lives, whether it is in the creation of my healthy body or the creation of a new relationship or the creation of, I've been decorating my new place. So I've been very in the clay and my joke to myself has been, the universe has given me a lot of clay right now, as in, it's not all done. It's not all finished. There's plenty of steps to take in many different areas, but can I enjoy the hands in the clay feeling? Can I enjoy whether it's I'm at the beginning stages of something or I'm deep in the middle, can I enjoy being where I am as opposed to thinking that there's something better about being at the end? Yeah. Outcome or result. It's so profoundly interesting, our obsession with the finish line and the end result and the end product, particularly because we know we're in a finite moment. Like we are in this body for, like when we get to the finish line of this moment, it's done. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like who knows what, who knows, you know, what is after, but the obsession with getting to the end of something when the process is all we know that we have. Yeah. That's the only, the process is the only thing we're guaranteed. The process is the only thing. And I, I think about this, uh, I, I, you know, I see, I have a, a few friends that are dating now and, and I see one friend is, is really looking at like, once I'm in the relationship, I feel really good. I feel really solid, but it's that beginning phase when I, we don't know if it's going to work or not. And I, feel, I start to feel anxious and I, I want it to work and I'm scared it won't. And it's, it's, and she was saying, it's like, that's when the worst part of me shows up. And then once I'm in it with you, it's like the best parts of me show up. And, and I was thinking, yeah, that's, that's just so, I just have so much compassion for how many of us live our life that way of, once there's enough money in the bank, once the project is sold, once I have the love of my life, once this, once this, once this, then, once then, once then. And I think then comes and then we're on to the next then. Yes. And we never even notice. And we yeah. never actually really get to be, like you said, I love the image, the, the, the feeling even I get in my body when you talk about the hands and the clay, you know, like the, the visceral feeling of just digging your hands into something and we don't know what it is yet it could be anything that's the pure potential of the quantum field that's really exciting we haven't collapsed any possibilities by saying okay now this is a vase okay well great well now it can't be anything else now that's what it is but the creative process is going from completely infinite anything any possibility anything in the quantum field to what you decide and what you choose it to be. And then you get the process of going from anything to something and you get to do that. You get to experience that. But once it's formed, once it's finished, that's not the moment to celebrate or the moment to say, oh my gosh, this is the part that feels good. 
that's the part where you go, what now? What else? What else do we want to do? Now we get to do it all over again. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I'm going to celebrate every damn day. I'm going to celebrate the bean in the clay. I'm going to celebrate the fact that we get to be alive, that we get to play on the quantum field. The, 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 the waiting, I think the, 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 the keeping our happiness on delay is the thing that I try to heal within myself. And more than that, I want to go deeper than that, actually keeping myself love on delay. Yeah. I will, like if I hit X or Y, then I will validate myself, right? Once these things are done, then I'm going to call myself worthy and lovable. When actually, if I'm bestowing that, I can give all those things to myself right now at this moment. Mm. You know, it's really interesting because I, of course, I'm linking everything to pregnancy right now. So I apologize for any people listening to this podcast who are like, what? I, I don't have that experience. Um, but it's it's the creative process, really, and it's in its finest. But I had a miscarriage before this pregnancy. And so you know, when I first found out I was pregnant again, there was so much hesitancy to celebrate. There was a hesitancy to like really be fully in it. Like it's here again and it's happening because it's, it's almost the feeling of, I I don't want to get too invested in something that might go away. Right. And you want to protect yourself. And, um, and then I remember making it past the point we'd made it the first time. And that felt like a little milestone. And then, but then you got to make it past the 12 week mark. And then you have to make it past to get to this scan. And then there's this other really important scan. And then there's this important blood work. And, and, and I remember saying to a friend who had recently had a baby, I said, is there ever a moment when you get past all the things and then you get to go, it's here and it's happening and it's exciting. And she said, no, because then they're here and you have to keep them alive and they run into things and you, and you chase them around and then they're dating and you're like, ah, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the design. It's like, it's, there's never, there's no there there. There's never the moment where you're like, okay, now, ha, ah, I'm good. And my baby's good. It's like that, that moment is internally created at every single moment and also simultaneously never created because <laughs> always there's like the next thing, right? And it's just a decision to say, I'm gonna choose to celebrate whatever is here now, however it's manifested now, however long it's here, whatever the process is, I celebrate this moment, I, then I celebrate the next moment. And you just allow yourself to be fully present knowing there's going to be lots of anxiety alarms always going off. Welcome to parenting. It's like there's never going to be a day when that's not available as an option. But the celebration and the presence and the attuning to that love is already here and this moment is beautiful exactly as it is, is also available in this moment. Yeah. I get to choose. Yeah. And the the phrase that came up inside of me is we give ourselves our ah moments you know that ah I get to relax I get to enjoy we that is a gift we give ourselves and I have a very funny story just to tell on the heels of all of this when I went out to California it really felt like the universe like rolled out the red carpet for me and like gave me luxury and which was so funny from coming from my like little 
you know, editing chair into like all the space and beauty, so much beauty and great food. It was almost like, can I receive all of this? Like I was like, okay, receiving energy. And I was like, whoa, okay. And um, as I was coming back, I had changed my flight so I could come on a red eye. And I knew I was going to, I was like, this will be easy. And I knew I had a business class ticket. So I knew that I could just get on, sleep, land in New York, come to your birthday brunch. It was going to be lovely. And I, and I just had all this great experience and I got there and my flight was oversold. And uh, somehow they had uh, oversold business and they were demoting me to coach, even though I had my business class seat. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh, like you and I talk about preference all of a sudden, like I'm in coach and like all like, you know, squeezed in together. And I'm like, wait, do I even get the meal? No, just, okay. Oh, you know, yeah, and because I was, you don't eat before because you know you're going to have food. Yeah, you're going to have like a gorgeous meal, right? So all the things. And, oh. and I was like, okay, how do I use my internal energy to transform, right? So how do I give myself the awe moment right here and now where I am? Like, how, it, how can it not be about what is surrounding me circum circumstantially? Because life is gonna give me beautiful moments and it's gonna give me hard moments. And that is just the nature of being alive. And I'm gonna get both beautiful things, challenging difficulties, you know? And life will never keep giving. Life will never stop giving. It will always continue to give. And I get to choose the energy that I bring to it. And I get to choose the open heart of receiving to see the good, no matter what the circumstance, right? Well, see, that's so where you're my spiritual guru, because I would have handled that situation so differently. <laughs> You were like, let me find the good in this moment. I'm like, who do I send the email to? <laughs> they sent me a refund, but. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, I bet it is, but it is absolutely like what you're saying. It's such a wonderful, perfect example of the story of, you know, we could all say, yeah, but in this situation, it's harder to find that peace or in this situation, how would and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a choice. It's never, it's never going to feel like there, there's always going to be reason and justification for why peace isn't available in this particular moment. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and there, there's a choice to, to say like, what am I, what am I choosing? What am I creating from, um, you know, really, really catching like if I, and you know, the tip that I've been on lately is, am I re either receiving from the place or creating from the place of needing something or from completion, yeah. right? Like I'm creating this relationship with you from a place of already feeling complete. I don't need something from you. I'm, I'm just available for how we can get expanded and something new can get created in our, from, from that place of completion. Um, and also I think receiving sometimes that way too. Sometimes I think the things we pray for, the things we ask for, the things we long for from the universe is please fill this void. Mm. Please, this, I mean, this pain hurts so bad. Please fill this void, please. If there's a need and, and please fill it. And 
there is receiving that can come from that place and it can feel like relief and it can feel like comfort and it can feel like grace. And there's also receiving that can come from, I, I don't, there's no void to be filled here. I'm choosing this moment exactly as it is. And I want to receive from the bounty that you want to provide. I want to receive from creativity itself of what, of what life has to offer me that I know is a contrast to this moment. And I know it's available to me. And, you know, it may be subtle in, in how your body interprets it, but just to know that there is choice there. Yes. And that's part of the sovereignty that we're all being called into in our communities, in our families, and in our life is to say, I am responsible for the things I choose. And that's yes. the thoughts I think, the feelings I give, how I project, <laughs> how I project inside to myself, how I project onto others. I'm responsible for those choices. Yeah. And that's spiritual maturity, right? Is when we're willing to own our own responsibility for what we create inside and outside of us, um, that, that's that stepping into that sovereignty. And, and, and I also think like, and also getting excited about it. Yeah. I am creative potential. I have creative power is I can create from this place and I am tapped in to receive instructions, resources. I am, I have within me what I need. And owning that creative power, I think, is a, is a certain kind of uh, maturity of saying, I will no longer walk through the world bemoaning my fate and being a victim. I am ready to own my power. Yeah. And, and yeah, disempowering myself yes. with the idea or the lie that I don't have a choice. Yes, that's right. I, I had a coach say to me uh, once, because um, I said, I, I was talking about something and I was like, I just don't know. I don't know what I feel. I don't know what would make me feel good right now. I don't know what would make me happy. And she said, I hear that. What if you did know? <laughs> she said, just, just speculate. She says, I'm not asking you to know something you don't know, but just speculate. What if I did know? What if that was a lie? What if that wasn't true that I didn't know? What if I've been telling myself I don't know? Because there's maybe a payoff in that. Yeah. And I don't even have to know why or what that is. But what if I've been teasing myself or lying to myself that I don't know? What if I do know? What if I do know? Yes. Wait, what if I do know? And even just asking the question, what if I do know? What if I do know what I want? What if I do know what feels good? What if I do know? Then all of a sudden, the creative impulse expands because I went from saying, this is what it is. I don't know what it is to yes. saying, maybe I do. And in the space of maybe or what if, new possibilities can emerge that can give me knowing. That's exactly right. Yes, it's creating the fertile soil for what wants to then be created. And I love that. I, I have often thought about when I have a, a, a problem, you know, um, I always think of how uh, Michael Beckwith calls it a pro emblem, um, an emblem of something that is being given to us that I like to just jot down like 
what what are all the different ways this might look like what are all the different solutions that could possibly be here even to the place of funny or ridiculous so i don't take myself too seriously but it's like opening up the field of potential and after making like a list like that then i let go and then i go okay now let's 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 see let's see and when i when i create more space and don't like clench down but i create space there's always this like magical alternative option that I haven't even think thought of then but I've let go of it so that I can receive new information yes I think of how often I assume I know the right way or the right path or the preference I have or the thing I want and I fixate on it it has to be that thing that, and I go after it and I take action. I take inspired action. It's like, that's the thing. That's the person. That's the gig. That's the job. That's the story. And it reminds me again, feel all that passion, feel all of that motivation, and then just put your hands in the clay and see what it wants to be. See what it wants to be. See you know? what it wants to be. That's right. That's like, that's like seeing what our lives want to be, seeing what this moment wants to be. It knows what it wants. It knows what it wants. And, and it sees parts of the, the process that we, haven't, we, we don't see yet, we don't have access to yet. And it's all part of the beautiful design, you know? And so sometimes when we just get fixated on the one thing it's supposed to be or the one thing it has to be, it just takes us out of the process. And it's like, can we get back to the process of, possibility of creativity, even inside our own lives, you know, even, even at, you know, birthday time or whatever time you're, you're in, if it's around the new moon that you like to do a check-in or what, whatever time of year, whatever time of month or day that you like to check in with yourself, even you aren't solid. You are fluid. You are changing. You are evolving. You are new in this moment. And it's so amazing to get interested about what you're becoming with as much fervent energy as you've been interested in what you've built so far. Yeah, that's so good. I also want to share with our listeners that Natalie can no longer sit on a chair. So she's on a bouncy ball and this entire (laughs) podcast, she's been bouncing up and down and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Well, talk about a creative solution. I mean, (laughs) I was just, I've, you know, I've been sitting at my computer. I've been teaching a lot. I've been uh, working a lot and I was sitting in the chair and just feeling like, well, my, it's starting to be complicated to sit for so long. And then I had just had this idea of a bouncy ball it's such a life changer. It's so, I feel like I'll never go back. I feel like pregnant or not, the bouncy ball is the way to go. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, thank you for bouncing with us, listeners. Thank you for part of these conversations. Thank you for living your creative potential. Thanks for having your hands in your own beautiful clay. Yeah. And thank you for sharing with us and being part of this journey with us as we navigate all these new creativities that are flowing through us for us with you. It's so exciting to do this in community. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend. Yes. Or subscribe, rate, and review. That's what all the cool kids do. (laughs) Natalie, anything to share? 
Um, all I want to say is I love you all. And um, if you are an actor who's listening to this podcast and you are interested in coming to study acting with me, you've got a couple more chances. I'm going on maternity leave in June. So I have two classes left, April and May. April is almost sold out, but I do still have spots left, a few spots left. And also in May, if you would like to come and take a four week acting class with me, it could be really fun. Uh, it's really playful and you'll see me on my bouncy ball. And <laughs> you can email me natalielinroy at gmail.com if that interests you. Yeah. And I have a thing, if you are a writer out there called Kristen Story Space, which is a collective of writers coming together to birth their creative babies. So if you want to know more about that, you can email me at kristenhingeclasses at gmail.com. That's at least fun. I, at least I think that's the email. <laughs> <laughs> it's always ever evolving. <laughs> yes, you could also email me at hangilove, H-A-N-G-G-I-L-O-V-E at gmail.com. And until yeah. next time, we'll see you when we see you. Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet. And if you like this podcast and you want to find out more about what we're doing or who we are, our pop-up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C period R period E period A period T period E period community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend? 